Welcome to Guaranteed Adventures and our very special creator quest with Dale from Right on Dale. This is the finale of Eshabel Tolls Fallen. You all huddle in the darkness as the rumblings of the cave collapse settle around you. Eventually, what feels like the distant rumble of thunder stops. Families, even the makeshift soldiers you've appointed since the loss of the war, they're all huddling together, dead silent. Until there's nothing quiet. What do you do? I think Festeg is just taking this moment in, this moment of silence, just kind of surveying the crowd, seeing seeing the survivors. It is easy enough to do as these veins of crystal have slowed their growth. Not, not stopped, still kind of millimeters at a time splitting into the rock, but they're not opening it. They're not cracking it. It's changing it. It's like watching... It's similar to watching ice shift from ice to a liquid. And it just runs through like it's it's the, the roots of a tree in crystal. It's so weird to you. There's no real way to describe it, but it's emanating a light. And the more it spreads, the brighter it gets. It's still dim light, but it's enough for you to see around and to see the people around you, which let's give everybody a little clue into that now that we have our bearings. You know, Algermont is here. Hands on knees, catching his breath. You hear a child crying, and I would think that Nyrex would recognize the sound of that particular infant, as he spent a lot of time talking with Krimrog and his family members. And Tival is here too. Tival is under your arm. He is safe. Injured, but safe. I think Wintrek is going to use uh do i have a mana back i think it's been six yeah it's been a couple it feels like it's been forever yeah. with the earth shaking in reality it's probably been 30 seconds to a minute okay so then i think he's going to use just one mana compose a spell just to kind of get a sense uh like a pulse of the emotional um situation like what what what's the feeling that everybody's kind of got right now is it is it more on the relieved peaceful or is it starting to build towards like the we're trapped in here we're stressed we're we're like we're gonna escalate this type thing i'd say this is a variant of the spell that you tried to compose for magical awareness yes so knowing that, this would actually be really easier, easy for you to do. I'm going to have you roll to see how well you can compose this spell, but I'm going to let you do it at advantage. Okay. So whatever one number's higher, you can do. Perfect. Uh, a natural six there, so nice. that's a ten. That in mind, I'm going to let you describe what that pulse feels like. How does it emanate? How do you feel or take it in? For Wintrek, a lot of his training and a lot of his magic comes from his own emotional kind of state and his own emotional awareness of himself. And so he's pinging different feelings within himself and then trying to find which ones are resonating more with the group Mm -hmm. uh, and which ones are kind of just not not coming back yeah it's like selective echolocation kind of yeah yeah kind of putting out putting out a signal and okay that signal didn't didn't match up with anybody all right let's put out another one i would say if you concentrate on the spell it's going to require a mana every six seconds yeah but within that six seconds you send the pulse and it comes back so it's constant feedback let me do this you had a 10 
I'm going to roll a handful of people to see what kind of details you can glean. Now, you've got some people, you've got at least one person here whose emotions are so strong, you're, you're being selective with what you're trying to pursue, right? Mm-hmm. Fear, calm, relief, all these things that you mentioned. But there is one here that is unique from those. You get the sense that there's a family over here, perhaps the Crimrogs, that are feeling a little bit of relief, definitely apprehension, definitely anxiety. They're trapped. They, they're scared. Over here, same thing, family of Wolfkin. Over behind you, you also have goblins that are kind of huddled together, whimpering together. <laughs> and from far up the tunnel, you feel none of those. You feel rage. You know where it's coming from. You know the kind of person that it's coming from. Based on that pulse, I think that you would know that emotions, they can only fit inside certain things. Like, even big emotions. Bigger people tend to have bigger emotions, in a way. Even if they suppress them to try and control themselves. Small people can have big emotions too, but they act on it. As you sense that there's someone up the way, slide of frame... Fine, live, Vulcan features in traditional dress, who is curled up on the ground, leaning up against the sidewall. You feel the tinges of grief, and you feel the swelling of a burning fury. There's noises around, there's rocks and rubble still clattering around. What do you do? I'm going to go gather... Vestig and Nyrex. There is uh, someone in the party here who we should probably be close to. I'm feeling a great source of rage and anger, and that's not what we need right now. Uh, could come with me. Are you telling me to? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not Nyrex. Not not that. Is just. Be, be calm. I'm always calm. That's not comforting. Um, <laughs> let's just go. <laughs> He's going to just kind of yeah. follow like the trail towards where this person, <laughs> that where he was feeling that, that person. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Festig's been with uh, Tval this whole time, just making sure that he's all right. And so he just kind of looks at you, looks at Tval, and is like, is all right if I go? Yeah, I'm fine. And I think as you move, he'll snatch your wrist. I look back at him. Thank you. Just thank you. I just give a silent nod to him and continue walking off. I let him go. And you go up the tunnel. You are with this branching light above you. You're able to kind of step around different people. It's a smaller tunnel. It's only 50 feet across. And there's probably over 200 people in here. You're able to get a lot of people to safety. It's really impressive. You were able to, you were able to move ahead of everyone. You have to step between them and say excuse me every once in a while. And Nyrex definitely wouldn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Step on, um, <laughs> step on the Vulcan's tails on purpose. On purpose. You get to the tail end. You get to the back of the tunnel, and as you discuss with them, as you're learning from them, and as you're trying to hear people's impressions, you start to see, you recognize her by, by sight now, not just by emotion. This is Kiadra. Kiadra, the Wolfkin. For all intents and purposes, all you know is that she was associated with the late Sage. What do you do? Is the, is the tunnel, has the tunnel ended, or is there still more? No, this is, a, this is, it goes down very far, and eventually... We could explore that, but for now, it's just blackness. Yeah. I'll uh, go up to her say, Do you see anything out there in the dark? She slowly turns her head up to you. What did you do? What did you do? Those creatures were not from us. They only began attacking once you and others sprinted out of the tunnels... Where is my brother? He gave his life to save ours. 
looking directly into her eyes while I say that. She deflates. If your spell was up, the last tinges of that rage break. She wipes her eyes. I am... I'm sorry. Did he suffer? He fought the most majestic beast in a way I've never seen. Suppose that'll do. I think that as as you're listening and quietly, I actually want to touch base with each of you, and I'd like you to give me a single word that comprises the emotions that each of you has. We're going to start with Festeg, and I'll direct you from there. Festeg, one word. What are you feeling right now? I think sorrow is probably the the word to describe how he feels at this moment. Mm. Wintrek is feeling it's it's a combination because he just lied to her. He just told her what he knew would help calm her down. So I think he's feeling more cautious <laughs> right now. Just let's keep keep something. Let's establish a baseline and go from there. Wow. I think he's like a like a little scale of he's like confused but in seeing this wolf kid that is a sibling of someone who just tried to kill him earlier and that he was able to defeat seeing her sadness something deep inside of him just kind of he's kind of feeling a little bit of pride that is so good no I'm here for this that is so good that hurts me that hurts me (laughs) not just wind trick yeah that is so good okay back to that little battle between the light self and the dark self yeah Nyrex all of this this pride that you feel Knowing the pain that you have caused her brings you some satisfaction. Knowing that it was a man who targeted you simply because you were a Scaladron. And the memories that were elicited the moment that you took his life. All of those dots connect subconsciously and open up a tunnel to a new identity within your memory. A person, a series of people. I'd like you to do who at this point. Yep. But I want you to pick a stat, tell me which one it is, and roll for it, and we'll decide how you glean information from this. I I want it to be one of my better stats Mm -hmm. for either move or instinct. I don't know how either of those would work into this. Sure. Go ahead. It's fine. We're going to figure it out together. Okay. Since it's the one I said was most important, I'm going to use my best stat, which is my move stat. Okay. Because I really want to succeed. That is seven. There are several who's here that are very important. I'm not going to give you a lot of context here, but I will give you names and I'll give you what you recall of them. Ember. You would recognize that as the name of your sister. Cinder. A red Scaladrin, unlike your sister, both of whom, both Ember and Cinder, were snuffed out. You know GLaDOS. GLaDOS, standing tall, sitting proud on his warhorse in the armor of Malbanara. He would also be your buyer. And the last person I want to give you for this memory is Wolfang. And that to some measure, connecting some dots here on your account, based on the memories that you've seen, your assassinations, your many different memories of the why, the who, the where... The reason you were running away 
for your life was because of something that happened between you and he. You would also recognize as one last detail, GLaDOS charging the opposite direction towards the Wolfkin. This is the most powerful memory, the most relevant memory for you, for your own request as a player. And knowing that, I'm going to have you roll damage. This is straight up. Literally, it might be emotional damage, but it's also a psychological because there are so many dots that are hitting you right now. I am going to have you roll against your own hardiness or your own armor. You can't dodge this, so you can't roll a regular stat. It has to be based on your hardiness. If that's a zero, then it's a zero. Roll a damage, just one D6 dice, no mods to that one. (laughs) My damage is one. Oh, dude. (laughs) Okay. And then I crit, uh, succeeded my hardy, which would be 11. Oh, good. I'm going to give you one last bit of information with that crit, because you did get a crit, and there's no way that I can respect that right now without giving you something related to what we just did. Yep. This is so much fun. (laughs) You know for a fact that you would not be running away from the Wolfkin or GLaDOS running toward unless your work as an assassin were directly involved. As far as the chronology is concerned, as far as just as a review, the original Wolfkin passed by execution. So whatever might be recalled right now out of context, whatever happened might have been immediately after what he just recalled. But we know that it was because he still doesn't know. He doesn't know the when of the situation, like what the timeline is here. But that's what I can offer. That's all I'm going to give you for now. Now, knowing that, you do take one point of damage, and I would I would think that in the future, any sort of emotional or mental type attack would be very low, low type HP damage. Um, Something that you might shirk off or shrug off like you would in real life. But sometimes it does affect you, literally physically affects you. Nyrex... It's minimal. It is surprising. I almost think you're more surprised by the fact that you don't feel more profoundly about what you just realized. Let's bring things back. Each of you has shared how you've been feeling. I want you to clue back into that word, that verb, that emotion that you're feeling right now. And as you've been staring this Vulcan in the face, Kiadra... You hear from the darkness a voice, weak. Kiadra. How do your characters respond to that? Do we recognize the voice? Go ahead and roll for that. Yeah. I'm going to let you do what you want to do here. Yeah, I want to try and recognize that yeah. voice. What would we roll? I'm going to roll away. I would let you do... Aware? Great. If you're going to do instinct based off of what you just heard and if it connects to your memory, I'd say great. I'll roll instinct. I crit. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> I got a win trick out of seven. I uh, crit failed. Oh, jeez. That makes sense, though. Like, narratively? Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Best egg. Your skin crawls. As you know for a fact that you have heard Sage just call his sister's name. I, realizing that, I'm kind of nervously walking forward, but also, like, wanting to walk in front of Kiadra, but in a defensive stance, protecting her behind me, like, protecting more the from the voice we just heard called out in front of us. Yep. <sighs> from the darkness, you see the silhouette of a broad-shouldered Wolfkin. Ears pointed up, not back or sideways, but up. As the cave light begins to shift as the cracks of this veining crystal start to go through the tunnel even further, you'll notice that the crystal dulls as he walks beneath it. You'll also notice, even in that dim light, even as it dims slightly as at his presence... You know that he's covered in blood. 
down the front of his shirt. You know, based on what you're seeing as he gets closer, that there is something wrapped around his neck. And you also know, as he approaches even closer and is speaking, Kyodra, what's going on? That there's something weird inside his mouth. I, I think I'm instinctually just realizing this thing around the neck and the mouth. I'm just going to take my club and just swing straight for the head. Okay. <laughs> If that's the case, I'm not going to do drive just yet unless others join after this. But let's have you roll an attack. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. Do what you're going to do. Uh, that is another critical. Yeah. <laughs> critical success. Critical success. Yes. Okay. If you've ever smashed a baseball bat through one of those like baby announcements, or if you've seen videos of of like goosh big splash of chalk color, right? That's what you would expect the, the, the viscera and stuff to do, just flail out in a fan. The skull does break in. And whatever is inside his mouth flails little phalanges or legs flail away from his face. And you hear him, Ah! Oh, why, why would you do that? Why would you do and suddenly, that impact, upon impact with your club, because you're that close range, you know and you see that there's a distinct difference between this creature that is now before you and those that were outside being attacked. The poor orc that was out there that did get attacked and overcome, he had this thing push, pushing his legs into his mouth, eyes, and ears. And I think you are horrified to see that in the same fashion, different angles and different limbs going into those same places, that the skin of this dead wolfkin has begun to assimilate and merge with the flesh of this entity. And as you struck him, where you struck him is bubbling from underneath his flesh. And it begins to spread to the rest of his body until finally it stops as one giant Tanker on the side of his head that comprises half of his face and the majority of one shoulder. And as that happens, Kiadra, looking at her brother, screams. Everyone here, roll a drive. Ooh. Oh, wind trick. Do something good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, natural one plus one <laughs> for two. Okay, cool. <laughs> Seven for Festig. Four. Okay. This is happening and it is happening now. With the sound of violence, I want Festig to act again. You just attacked, but because of initiative order, I'm having you roll fresh. You are going to be starting us off. What do you do? So, like, where there's this canker kind of on the side, like, it, it definitely seems, like, unnatural for what would happen when I normally strike someone. Mm-hmm. I am just going to swing for that same spot then. Okay. Go for it. Uh, that is six. Total? Total, yes. Your boy got a critical for a total of nine on defense. <sighs> when that happens, he gets to return half of the damage you intend back to you. It's pretty bad. Fair enough. So, unfortunately, this is considered a counter. So as you try to hit him, you have the ability to strike him and then you will suffer half of that damage back to you. This is not half of your total. This is half of the total excess that he has. So he has three above you. You're going to be going down to one damage. So even as you come to hit him at that big old globule, this, this canker on the side of his body, you hit him and it almost acts like a gelatinous something or other. It is skin, it is flesh. It's not actual gel, but it decimates into that flesh and ripples through it like a boil. And then he <clears throat> reaches out and claws up his hand at you, striking you across the chest for one point of damage. Okay. Now, next up, Nyrex, what are you up to? I think Nyrex this entire time has been like in his mind and then he heard the combat, shoots his eyes up, sees his target and just towards it 
and to attack it. Okay. You would be close enough to do that. So let's have you roll to hit. Well, roll to attack. We don't roll to hit in this game. Okay. Ten. Ten? You definitely overshoot that. You got it by seven. So, your boy... Yes. (laughs) Your boy takes those seven points of damage and is shrieking, causing a pure panic behind you. Families are screaming behind you, and now, with that noise, Sage is going to attack next. So as you struck him on that callus, that giant canker on the side of his body, that ripple caused the skin to split in some areas. So you see some of the musculature and veins underneath, and it's not red. It's green and black and orange. You're wondering where in the world this could be happening. It is not natural by any standard whatsoever. But as that's happening, that same bulge ruptures. Then it ruptures behind. The way that you struck it funneled most of the damage towards the back, and he, unbeknownst to even himself, it explodes back over his shoulder, spreading a web of fleshy, almost vines, but they look like interconnected veins that are now connected around the edges of the walls. And then they drop and hit the ground and writhe behind him. Once those veins went by the ceiling, the veins above, the the, the viscera, excuse me, the viscera that flung out behind him, the veins of crystal above glowed more brightly. And I'm not sure that any of you realize if there is a connection, but upon further investigation, you might be able to ascertain whether or not the two are related, the writhing and the crystal. Next up, Windshrek. Uh, Windtrek's going to, uh, keep that pulse that he has up, but direct it right at, uh, Sage and just see what pings back from, from him. Uh, and so maybe, uh, I'll, I want to spend a mana to kind of increase the effect of this, I think, to get more information okay. back from him. Yeah. So that's totally doable. You You'd redirect your focus at this entity. And I would even imagine you don't have to redirect per se. You just concentrate and boost it with more mana. The following thoughts come to mind. The following emotions come to mind first, I should say. Absolute abject horror. Whatever consciousness is left within this person, that last tinge of humanity is what is absolutely horrified by his overall experience, how he physically feels, what is happening to him at present. He was literally killed only a few moments ago and is now being attacked by the same people. He has no way to communicate that because his throat is bulging with with tendrils that are now going down through his body from the source of that original canker. And the other sensation you get... I don't know how to put this to words... It's the same sensation that you get as a child when you know for a fact that there is a monster under your bed or in your closet and you, without having the ability or the strength to call out, will your parents to come to you. I don't know how to put that into an emotion, but that is what you get. Is it more of like a, a an intense acute fear driven self-preservation even yes self-preservation at the root of a very yep just okay then i I mean they're already attacking him i don't need to let them know yeah yeah so uh, i think he's just going to kind of do that and then uh what is uh doing kiadra is scrambling across the ground trying to get away okay she got a natural one she is tripped okay she's still within about five feet Next up would be Festeg, except that there is motion far up the tunnel. Something, another thing, something else, three things, four, five, that are now whipping through the air simultaneously and lash out. They do not come for you. They interweave and burst into further smaller tendrils and weave themselves into the mesh that was just exploded from the shoulder from Sage. And at that point, Sage straightens, opens his mouth gaping, 
And without moving his jaw, just simply by moving tendrils within his throat, within his esophagus, you feel him breathe and his voice comes forward, but the musculature and bones are being manipulated by an entity who has no idea how speech should work beyond that it needs to make certain sounds. And it's just manipulating the musculature and and structure within the neck to make him speak. Oh, you dear, sweet children. Come home after a long winter's ride. The winter of lost memory. The winter of shameful leadership. The winter of avarice towards the magical arts. As he is trying to speak, as he is making these sounds, you see his neck bulging and twisting, his head almost rolling as this entity is forcing him to speak. You have come to your ancestral home. You have brought us many gifts, not the least of which is your own fledge. He, hearing my invitations, went forth and found the doorway that would allow you all to enter into our rest. That all these things, all the violence, aggression, the loss of life could have been avoided. This entity using him to speak this way as the tendrils are now bursting through the skin with the effort of forcing him to speak. How do you respond? How do you react to all of this? I think Fledge is just kind of, even though this is Sage's vocal cords being manipulated, he's, is it safe to say that he recognizes this as the voice he was hearing calling out to Fledge? Yeah. Yeah, he kind of realizes, probably takes a little bit of this on himself of the mistake of, even though he had no really business, like all he did was help Fledge determine the grieving process. Like, he still took that on him, is taking it on himself that, like, this is his fault. Like, this is the whole re- the reason that Fledge is, has basically been compromised now. The Fledge that he maybe even compromised that Sage here is, or the body of Sage is being used for this is, like, he's just taking this all as, like, it's his own fault. And I think with that, he's just gonna try to like seeing the tendrils just kind of growing, he's just going to try to take one big swing at that spot and trying in the best effort he can to right his wrong. Okay. Roll me an attack. That is only four. You go to swing, and as it impacts, where would you want to hit him, just for clarification? Is Sage connected to like the webbing? That kind of shot of mm-hmm. living a viscera. Like, I think he would have been trying to, like, swing at the webbing to try to disconnect it. Your club hits. But it's kind of the same concept as a person working the food industry that has a giant bag of trash in front of them that just thinks, I'm going to yeet this over my shoulder and still stay standing up. <laughs> Sage flings backwards, and your club is now entangled in this webbing. It's not out of your grip, but he is now basically laid over the top of that weapon, and this entity is still speaking. Oh, sweetheart. You didn't think that cutting this off would eliminate the shame you brought to your tribe, to your best friend. Shut up. Such an expulsion. Such expulsion. Oh, you think I'm trying to tease... Son, I know all too well what that feels like. You know nothing. You know nothing of what I've been through to get here. What we Nothing been... at all. No. Imagine your siblings coming together to try to assemble what would have been the greatest work that has ever been done by mortals or gods, and realizing that some of you had disparate intentions. 
disunified, disaligned, seeking one another's destruction at every turn, I know exactly what you have done. You have struck down this poor Wolfkin through whom I speak simply because he thought less of the Skaladrin. He is more innocent here than those that would act to defend themselves. He had no such intention, and with that, there is a single tendril that shoots from the main section and punctures through your throat. This is not lethal damage, because the tendril out the other side frays and wraps itself around your neck and up your spine. With that, you are start to, you are going to start seeing things. How do the other two react to this? Nyrex is probably going to try and eliminate whatever's speaking right now. Cool. How do you want to go about doing that? You want to sever this tendril? Do you want to, like, how do you go about doing that? I want to attack the tendrils that are connecting to Sage. At least the ones around, the ones connecting his throat. So you're essentially, you want to free um, Vesteg? Yes, in a way, yeah. Okay, but you're doing it through cutting Sage off. Yes. Okay, great. Awesome. Go ahead and make an attack. That's a critical success for 13. Your boy got a 10. <laughs> so he's packing heat too on his defenses. You come down and you strike this this length of this cord-like viscera, and it's it does sever. It does sever, and as the both of them topple to the ground, Vesteg is limp because of what you are experiencing. Sage's turn, the one eye that is still uncankered is rolling up into his head with black burst blood vessels underneath as it rolls. In fact, at this close proximity Festeg, even though your mind is elsewhere, you can take in the fact that that black is actually starting to squiggle out little tendrils of its own. And as... This is something like none of you have ever seen. In fact, you have seen him start to metamorphosize himself and transform. Not just in the cankering, but slowly. Little changes in his anatomy, his joints popping and going backwards, his limbs lengthening slightly. That is going to be his turn, though. Wintrek, you are up. Yeah, Wintrek's going to... I have one mana that recharge. I'm going to drop the spell... I've got one mana. I'm just going to grab one of those rocks that I've got, pump that mana into it, and just chuck it down where the the tendrils are coming from. Any entity with a mind like yours doesn't deserve this world. And chuck it. And I'm not even directing, like, I don't know if this works with the system or not. I just want to pump raw mana, raw magic, like mm-hmm. not with an intention, just that into that shard and throw it. Yep. You've broken me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a lot that is happening. You know for a fact that what this will do, you know that yep. you have basically two rounds of combat in order for whatever is going to happen to happen. Yep. You know that you are in a cave full of people, and you know that being trapped here, backed against literally a hard place and whatever evil is coming up the tunnel, that is all circling in your head, swirling in your mind as you charge this stone again, and you throw it. He's looking for the... I mean, right now, Wintrek doesn't see a way out for anybody in this tunnel. And so whether that's just the despair of seeing that or whatever, but that's that's what's going through. That is like, if I can stop this thing, maybe we can, maybe the rest of the Felwinder tribe can survive. This could potentially tell how this campaign ends and how it affects the greater story of Eshel Bell Tolls. I have here my D20. Now, when I got this as a gift, it was very kind of them to buy, but the name stuck out to me. Endless Destruction. (laughs) 
I'm going to roll endless destruction to decide how things are going to turn. And I'm going to use the same system that I use for our D6s. No and, no but, yes but, yes and. There are no modifiers. So if it is an actual failure, it is just a failure. If it is a crit, it is just a crit. Okay. We are going to see how things will play out, and I will walk you through that process going forward. The stone tumbling through the air, tendrils from further up the hall lash out and enwrap in an instant, slapping onto the surface of the stone and yanking it deeper into the tunnel. And as this is happening... What you have not realized is that more of those tendrils, like webbing, are growing up the hall around the walls, ceiling, and ground. Did you really think that a rock would have caused me any harm? Of all the stupid things you might have tried to save yourselves to preserve what little light you had left of hope... You thought simply and surely that like the tales of old, you would throw a stone at a giant. There is a surge of light through the crystal in the roof, in the ceiling, and in the ground, in the wall. Crystals emanating, pulsing. Vroom. Vroom. And the ground is literally tiny pebbles will clitter-clatter across the ground as this energy is pulsating, and you hear Sage again. What? Throughout this campaign, you guys have made some interesting decisions regarding your karma. There is a slim chance you survive here. You have karma points. You can use them to change certain roles. But I'm going to give you one shot and three skill checks. Here's how that proceeds. From behind you, you see and hear someone approaching. Shoulders sagged, the weight of the world on him. As you see, steaming, literally vapors of smoke and steam coming off of a red crystal gem in his forehead. As he hits the wall with the side of his fist imbuing the crystal with the magic within his own forehead and with each hit on the wall for any of those that are further up the hall closer to him you would see with each impact of his fist that gem cracks whatever magic might have been imbued in it whatever circumstance brought us to this point brought him to this point what he is doing seems to be doing nothing more than causing a distraction. But you don't know. His magic is responding to the magic inside the crystal. You have three rolls to make. You know that there is only one tunnel here, a collapsed tunnel to your left, and nothing but boulders behind you with an entity of some kind in front of you. As you compile your ideas, each one of you may have no idea whatsoever. I want you to roll a d6 to determine which of your six base stats you would act on if you have no ideas. You can randomize it. Tell me what each of you would be willing to do or would be attempting to do to capitalize on this distraction. So Wintrek's going to... I really want to use my aware because that's my best stat. Mm-hmm. But I think Will is going to make more sense to just kind of be confident in what he has done more than mm-hmm. trying to have some kind of emotional side. But just Ooh. this is I, I'm, I'm confident in this and maybe even take two steps forward to try and like make himself a little bit bigger, a little bit more like flaring up a little bit, challenging, something like that. I love that. I'm actually going to capitalize on that now, if I may. Yeah. Before we get to the others. Knowing that, knowing that you're that bold. Go ahead and roll me a will. Okay. Uh, That is a five. Uh, Do I want to... 
So I can use the karma to re-roll You can that? use the karma to re-roll. But whatever happens is considered the, canon yeah. to the story. I'm, I'm going to use it. I'm using it. Okay. I'm re-rolling. Okay, that's just one better. Six. Six still comes up to that yes and. You step forward in the midst of darkness with only veins of light pulsing, pulsing with each impact that Tavol from behind you is shooting his energy into. This entity with its fronds and veins growing up around the walls, the viscera that is now dripping from further up the cave. From Sage's mouth, you hear... (laughs) Such boldness. Tell me, boy, wouldn't you prefer to learn the ways of magic from the ones who wove it? You stepped forward and cast your last-ditch effort in an attempt to silence a god. Luckily enough for you, I won't be as harsh as I was to Fledge for abandoning me. Choose now to serve me. And I will allow your people to live. And frankly, I don't even think that anyone else would have heard that as players. I'm totally okay with you understanding and knowing that. But I feel like that was something that was communicated telepathically as each one of you was about to experience. (laughs) You have three skill checks. You have three skill checks. I'm going to let you sit on this. Okay. Okay, Nyrex, what are you doing? Nyrex is looking into the darkness like he did when we first met him and looking for the light of the stone that was chucked. And once he sees it, he's going to chuck a dagger at it, trying to unleash the magic. Unleash the magic early. Oh, dude. Okay. That is smart. Um, You can see it getting brighter. As much as it's trying to obscure, it's shining through the flesh of this entity far up the hall. I'm going to hold yours. Yep. I'm going to hold yours. Okay? Bestek. So I think Fastag is going to think about what all's happened in the cave so far. If Sage has been able to connect from the tunnels we were through to here through this other side, he's got a very dumb idea, but he's going to act on it. He's going to take the skull of the or the shell spine. He's going to try to look to see if there's like a spot like a vocal cords or something and try to basically make like blow into it to make a cry for the like the alpha shell spine that we saw <laughs> earlier. You guys! Yes. Pulling out all the stops. Yes. This is incredible. Okay, I love, absolutely love this. Um, I want you to roll. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sway this one way or another. Um, I was tempted to give you advantage because this is so good. Uh, you each have a karma. I'm trying to help you tell the story. You have a karma point to spend. You can convert that to either re-rolling a dice. Or, no, I'm going to keep it consistent. Keep it to re-rolling a dice. But keep that in mind in case this doesn't go well. Okay, and I guess which what stat would I be rolling for this? Or am I just doing a straight dice roll with... Uh, just do a straight dice roll. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. My yeah. brain is short-circuiting right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a four on the dice. Four on the dice. So, y- yes, but you are able to blow into... you. You take it off your shoulder and you see... Like most animals, including like T-Rex, there's new research that's been shown that show a resonance chamber within the top part of their skull. And by blowing into it, by blowing air through the nasal cavity, you can create those sounds. It is, it's more mature sounding than the the infant that that you killed down there for food, right? But in blowing that as hard as you can, it creates this resonant, powerful trill. Almost like there's a bone inside that is intended to trill back and forth against flesh, but it's just clacking back and forth and creating that same sensation. Do you keep trying to send the signal out, or is it just a one-time thing? I think I'll keep going with it. Okay. So you are trying to call the shell spine here. We have a knife. 
flying through the air towards this glowing stone. And we have Windtrek sitting on a question that no one else knows. I'm going to roll a dice. I'm going to roll three dice. One for each of you to decide which of these effects happens first. Red for Windtrek. Yellow for Nyrex. Green for Festeg. Whoever has the higher number, theirs goes into effect first. And you know what? I want you to give me your drive modifiers as well when I call for them. What are your drive modifiers? One for Windtrek. Two for Festeg. Two for Nyrex. Windtrek. <laughs> what is your decision, first off? The, the choice I was given was to go with him and the people remain safe. Mm-hmm. Thinking back to the reason why Wintrek is running in the first place is because of knowledge that he knows that will get him killed and will get people around him probably killed as well because of what he overheard at Brule. The Felwinger tribe, you will not harm them. I offer you my word as a god. And if I break my own rules, then I might as well not be one. I'm assuming this is all happening telepathically. Yes. I accept. I will serve you. Keep my people safe. If you break your oath, I will break mine too. Best egg and Nyrex tied. <laughs> so as you're blowing this horn and as your blade strikes the stone, ching, the pact has already been sealed, essentially. In the same moment that the blade strikes the stone, another lance of viscera goes through the temporal lobe of either side of Windtrek. It then infuses some kind of energy into it that pulses into your body and that's when the sidewall detonates the concussion, the, the force alone of this explosion is enough to deafen everyone in the room. And there are screams that are unleashed that you cannot hear anymore. You duck in cover as parts of the ceiling clatter around you. Some boulders, again, festing, boulders striking you. <laughs> Nyrex doing the best that you can to stay upright as parts of the ceiling are falling down. You all, you three were the closest ones to this blast, so most of the falling ceiling is closer to you. However... The force of the blast shot a hole down and through to the other tunnel that was not collapsed. Festeg, are you still blowing your horn? I think at this point, just with all he's been through, he doesn't have the energy to keep blowing. Like, he's kind of winded after the strike to his throat, the taking all the boulders, taking boulders yet again. He's just kind of based on the verge of collapse at this point. As you fall to your knees... The skull clattering to the ground in front of you. You see a body fall next to you. That of Wintrek. He's gone. And as that happens, as the flash of light is still illuminating the room where whatever energy is being dispersed in the same way that a nuclear bomb lets its energy release over time. That light is still emanating and dispersing slowly. It's as bright as looking at the sun and everything around you has a halo of light at this point. And you look in your friend's eyes, now vacant, completely infused with broken black veins. Nyrex, as this entire cave system has just collapsed around you, you, you came here looking for salvation. You came here looking for an escape. Parts of your memory are still gone to you. 
but you know that you were trying to escape a fate, a mistake, a choice, uh, maybe even an intentional. Maybe you didn't think it was a mistake. We don't know. But there is now a way out. A light in the hole that was just detonated from what you did. And as this explosion dies down, as it, as the light continues to diminish and shrink and shrink and shrink from the vapor, just the energy that's still hanging in the room, Nyrex, with that last ray of light that goes down to the tunnel, the lower tunnel, it'll be quite the drop to get down there, but you can still make it, knowing that there is light, almost in a cliche, at the end of this tunnel. What do you do? Uh, I've been rolling this one dice to see if my dark side or my light side is winning. And my dark side's been winning this entire time. <laughs> so Nyrex, with no hesitation, is sprinting for the tunnel to escape. Not even thinking about his now dead friend or his other friend. He is he is escaping. How do you guys respond, if anything? Festeg is now in a bit of shock just seeing one of his companions flee. The other one, like, collapsed on the ground and dead or worse yet, undead, whatever. He's not entirely sure what was made of the other one. <laughs> He's going to look for uh, Tval at this point. Yeah. He's just kind of going to... He's going to look for Tval, and he's just going to, like, wait to see what what shape Tval's in and either rush towards the people or rush up the the tunnel, depending on... Like, he's going to, like, rush to Tval and lead the people if Tval's not in any shape, but if Tval's in a leading shape, he's going to run up the mount, follow Nyrex up the... through the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Tval is on hands and knees... Pushes himself up to one knee, rests his elbow on his other leg, looks up at you. What is going on? At this point, I don't know, but I don't like it either. We we need to go. We need to go. We need to go. Go. No, like go, go get him. And he is, he's as a leader here now, he's literally the leader of these guys now. He's just told you to go get Nyrex. He's gonna run after Nyrex then. Okay. I'm going to make some generalized rolls for our epilogue. Nyrex and Festeg, I want you both to roll me two D6s, and I want you to add the modifier of your choice. Here's what we're rolling for. Nyrex is trying to evade and become a ghost on the wind. He does not want to be here. His dark side has won out. And he's doing whatever he can to survive and survive alone. In the case of Festeg, you are doing whatever you think of to pursue. Now keep in mind, as an epilogue, this will be how we leave the characters... And later on, I might be able to resurrect those characters as NPCs in other campaigns. If we do this again, you can certainly feel free to come back to these characters and play them again. But this is where we're leaving them for now. So tell me what stat you're rolling for and tell me your number. I'll start with Nyrex first. I'm going to be rolling moves since I'm trying to leave as fast as possible. And I roll 2d6 and add them. Yep. Uh, 15. Okay. Festeg, 2d6s, add them together. Add what modifier are you choosing? Festeg is going to draw on... He's going to think about this time he spent with Nyrex these last few months. And he's going to just draw on the instincts from learning how Nyrex operates and like try to think, like, this is where he might hide or this might do things. Just kind of go purely off instinct of, like, if I was Nyrex, what would I do? I only rolled an 8, though. As we close this story of homecomings, of lost homes, of escape, of new life, new opportunity, Nyrex is left still reeling about the revelations that he's experienced 
consoled not be the right word for it but he does not want to be here whatever he was fleeing from before has infinitely escalated and in his own estimation he does not need to be around people to survive so across the desert you trek you're going to wherever your instincts tell you because your memory will not serve you Festeg, you pursue with your losses of your friend in the tunnel of your friends and cousins and family back home for whatever reason you connect to this on a deep level you've been pursuing justice for the wrong that has been done you the feelings that you had in losing that sacred battle to the death in the worst way possible but now you have someone that has suffered a similar fate and you know that the one that you think is responsible having not heard any telepathic communication all you can assume is that throwing the dagger caused this viscera to attack your friend and kill him instantly and that in pursuing that justice you follow him across the desert and you lose him Tival gathers up the forces, musters the survivors of this encounter, and I will tell you that the number that I was giving you over the course of our adventure was the number of people not infected by these creatures. By the end of this campaign, those 200 or so individuals were the only uninfected people. Tival is successful in being able to lead them out. And because of the actions that were taken here... The crystalline border that was literally being carved into the ground by a pillar of light was broken. Strangely enough, though, the shell spine was nowhere to be seen. Tival leads his people out of the desert to the far north, leaving Wintrex body in a respectful burial however Wintrek it's hard to describe what it's like to be a spirit you have nothing tangible about you you have nothing to compare your experiences to in the flesh it feels as if what should be hunger is simply a vacancy of your eternal essence What should be fear is an agitation, a vibration from the world around you that is influencing your soul. What should be panic is simply your own vibration matching and escalating the vibrations of those that are hitting you from the outside. And within this nebulous, dark, black space, two fiery orange eyes open before you the breadth and width of which make it feel as if one of them would comprise the entire horizon on its own both of these enormous white furious pupils swing down to look at you and a different voice hits you You seem to have done well for my wife. Let's bring you up to speed. And that's where we will end Eshabel Toll's Fallen. Well, this has been uh, Eshabel Toll's Fallen. Uh, I am Tim. I played Wintrek. I am Nathan. I played Festing. 
I'm Kyle. I played Nyrex Shadowscale. And our wonderful GM... Dale. I'm over here, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm over here. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Now go have some adventures of your own. good cool i love that (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing oh dale thank you so much for uh running this for us and uh absolutely developing this world and system i am so excited to see what other stories come out of this i'm thrilled to have had the chance to rub shoulders with each of you i hope to be able to do so again soon i know that production schedules might not align for that for a little bit, but I don't care. I'll be following you guys, cheering you on whenever I can.